Hello Cincinnati and welcome to Behind the Lights with me Seb and me Jono. As always we pay respect to traditional custodians of the lands where you're coming from, the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation. On today's episode we're excited to be joined by the newest, newest American import into the NBL, Jordan Crawford of the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Well, welcome to Behind the Lights, Jordan Crawford, and thank you for joining us today. Um, how are you? And, and welcome to Behind the Lights. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Just got back off the road trip. Before we get started, I guess, I guess in terms of your basketball journey, Jordan, um, a big win last night for the team, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, to win in Sydney. Obviously, Sydney, the two-time defending champion. Um, how did you assess the game, the team's performance, and obviously yourself? How have you assessed your form? I guess, in these early weeks of the NBL season? Um, it was a, a great performance by us as a team. You know, it, it's always good when you can get a road win um, in this league. Um, so that that's always a plus. And then with a great team like that with Sydney, you know, like you said, two-time champions. And um, to, to beat them, now that's two times we beat them already in the year. So that kind of sets a tone and gives us more confidence as well. So, yeah, it was great. For yourself, John, I guess going back now to, to where it all began, growing up in Cincinnati, um, where did your love of basketball come from and, and how was your sort of childhood in regards to to one day maybe living out that dream of being a professional basketballer? Yeah, I think um I think it started with just my uh my pops. Um, you know, he played like when he was in high school and then afterwards played in like little local men's leagues and me always following him as a kid yep. and you know, just watching him and then he installed it in me. And, you know, he was my coach growing up all the way to high school. So, like, he was the one who like, introduced me to the game and, like, um, you know, just kept me around it at all times. No, so in, in terms of that, so you've been through kind of that youth system in America and everything like that in terms of basketball. What would you say some of the challenges are in kind of the youth sector of kind of bringing up a lot of the talent and everything? Do you feel – that there's good opportunity for all, a lot get missed, or what's kind of the big challenges in terms of basketball in America? Um, it's so different. Um, I think now in mm. basketball compared to when I was um in the in during my era, I think uh back in my era there were um you know guys played with their local school, whatever school district they were in, um, and then whatever local AU team was, it was like mostly a bunch of your buddies. Um, and then as you get older, like this guy meets somebody, we bring them on. So it's some type of connection. Um, and back then I think that was, um, that was just how it was. And, um, you know, that made the competition really well. Like you didn't have teams that were loaded up or whatnot. And, um, it kind of gave everybody a fair playing field, honestly. And then uh, like now it seems like, you know, kids are going, switching schools every five yep. minutes and yeah. trying to find the best fit. They don't play here. They want to go here so they can play more or whatever the case is. And, um, you know, it's teams are loading up. So it's, you know, some kids might get um, overlooked, um, especially with all this, the money's thrown around at high school yeah. players and stuff. Like it's, um, you know, it's, it's a, now it's a tough, a tough place to play in. I'm just trying to get seen and trying to get to the next level. But in terms of your experiences coming through the system, what were some of your own, I guess, biggest challenges that you needed to overcome? Um, and in regards to an NBA career, it didn't quite materialise maybe how you would have hoped. Do you think there was a particular reason as to as to maybe why it didn't work out that way? Or, um, yeah, what were some of the challenges you needed to face and, I guess, overcome 
uh, to become and obviously um, pursue your professional career? I would think the biggest thing uh, towards like the end of my college career was just um, having somebody there that um, like knew what was going on um, and that wanted to help. Um, like when I graduated, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to look for. I didn't know anything about who to sign with an agent, how to sign with an agent. Like I was clueless. So um, I think that definitely set me back a while because I didn't play um, my first professional game maybe till like a year and a half later, two years later. So um, just being blinded from that, I think that would it was my bi biggest obstacle. Um, I'm sure that my my path maybe would have been different. Um, don't know if it would be for good or for worse, but you know everything happens for a reason. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing. And NBA is all about, um, to me, it's politics. Yeah. Um, it's about who you know, um, being in the right situation as well. Um, there's so many players overseas that's never got an opportunity that can play in the NBA. Um, and there's guys who was just in the right spot at the right time that made it to the NBA as well. Um, so it's, it's a little mixture of everything. You think as well, especially since you kind of, you know, you went through the collegiate system and everything like that in America. And as you even pointed out with the youth, it's changed collegially. It's completely changed now the game in terms of things with the money that, you know, student athletes are now able to to have and, and get get a hold of. Um, do you think that's essentially a, a good change potentially for the development of the league? Or do you see it kind of being a bit problematic problematic because we're still essentially in early stages of this, these changes, you know, in the first couple of years. So we haven't really seen the long-term effects of it. What's your kind of take on all those changes that have kind of come about recently? Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's always good when, um, you know, when you can make money off of what you do, um, especially when you got universities that's making billions of dollars yep. off these, these athletes and they're not getting anything for it. Um, so it's good that they're getting their compensation now, but then you still look at as far as like the recruitment era, like I'm going to go to where I'm going to find the most money. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much education wise. Um, and you know, kids are get um, are receiving so much and giving so much that maybe when they face adversity at the next level, when things are more difficult or somebody's yeah. as good as me, that, they don't know how to balance that and manage through that as well. So I think that's the downfall of it, um, just not being able to handle that. Do you also think – And that's a lot of money at a young age as well too. Yeah. Do you think, Jordan, with this change in the collegiate system, do you think it will mean also uh, individuals stay in college longer in regards to not wanting to make – if they don't see that professional pathway happening for them straight away – that they opt to stay in college a little bit longer than what we may have seen previously. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we talked about this on the the road recently. Was um, you talk about like um, certain players, maybe like not even in basketball, but like in whatever sport they're playing. Yep. Like you can look at the girl from uh, LSU, yep. um, mm -hmm. Angela, the Angela. Um, like she's a star right now, and she's gonna make more money right now. Yeah, and crazy. when she signs a WNBA contract, it's not yeah. going to be as much money as she's making now. So it's like, yo, should I go to the WNBA or should I continue just make all this money? And not saying that she's not going to get deals once she gets there, but you know, it's just crazy that she can make more money right now than what a normal contract without endorsements or anything 
would be in a WNBA. And you could say that about certain football players. Like if yeah. you look like think about like if Tim Tebow was yeah. doing doing that back then, like he would have <laughs> made war, made way more money at the collegiate le- level than he would have yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly gonna be interesting to see how all that how all that develops. Looking at you again, your journey, Jordan, you've obviously had some really varied and um, amazing experiences across the world in terms of your professional basketball career, playing in uh, Macedonia, playing in Cyprus, Turkey, and now obviously Australia. How have those experiences, I guess, shaped you, not only as a basketball player, but I guess as a as a person as well? Um, and what have you made and, and what have you made of those experiences in terms of developing um as as I said, as a person and a basketballer? Yeah, um, I think one is it's humbled me. Um, you know, going to these these different countries and seeing how they live, you know, some don't live as well. Um meeting the the people where I go, trying to make new friends while I'm there and not just going there for basketball, but try to see how the culture is. And, you know, this is like, this is a chance in a lifetime that my job gets to take me around the world. And a lot of guys just go there, sit in the room and go to practice and come back. But, um, you know, I've met some great people being around, um, still in contact with them. Um, I had some come to my wedding, like, so it's just been amazing, like the people that you meet along the way and, um, you know, just seeing how they live. And it's, it's a humbling experience and enjoyment as well. Now, going to where you are currently, the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, and saying that, how did we kind of, how did you make that journey down here to Australia? Are you enjoying yourself in the league and the level and everything like that as well? Yeah, um, it was definitely um, uh, a big um, faith jump. As far as uh, leaving the situation I was at, being comfortable um, and starting a new path, a new journey. And it's been it's been great. Um, Tasmania has been amazing. The people here are great. They've welcomed me open arms. Um, the support here is crazy. Fan base is amazing. Um, so right now it's it's been perfect. In terms of obviously, as you said, it's amazing to have these experiences. And, and I guess you're lucky enough to where your job enables you to to travel the world. Has it also been tough at times being away from family, I guess being by yourself in, I guess, in a foreign country, foreign language sometimes, obviously English not being the first language in, in some of these places. Have you also found it challenging at times to to be away from home and some of the, I guess, the home comforts of America? Yeah, the, the biggest part is being away from my little one. Uh, well, mm. She's big now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so being away from her and, um, you know, missing out on, you know, whether it's just doing homework, Whatever the case is, um, you know, that's the, the biggest downside of this. Um, luckily, my wife is here with me and, you know, we get to travel and enjoy being together and sightseeing and just uh, being around each other, enjoying that moments together. Um, but, yeah, the family part is always the yeah. the worst part. But at the, the other side, um, they get to come visit. So yeah. my daughter actually gets to come see the world and travel and experience different things as well. So, um you know, it's a it's a hit or miss. In saying that as well, since you have had the experiences as well of, of kind of internationally and now here, of course, in America and now here um, in Australia, what, what would you say just directly about the level of the NBL right now? Would you say it's growing? It's at a pretty competitive level in comparison to, you know, maybe across the world, of course, maybe not the NBA as of right now, but, you know, across the world and everything. Where would you say it's kind of at in comparison to your experiences? 
Um, yeah, I mean, the, the level of play is, is super high. Um, you know, it's just, you know, other countries you're allowed five, six imports playing. Mm -hmm. So that changes a lot as well. Um, you know, um, as far as like the style of play is the closest thing like to the NBA. Yeah. Um, even like the marketing, the professionalism, yeah. um, you know, you go to some of these countries and you're fighting for your money. Yeah. Um, you might not get paid whatever the case is, but as far as that, as a whole, as a league, like it's a one for sure. Yeah. And how have you found the Jack jumper franchise? Quite a recent franchise in the NBL. This is only their third season, obviously a lot of success mm. already, but how have you found uh, the setup at the club and, and obviously welcoming you into their, um into their basketball family? Yeah. Super professional. And, um, you know, it's really like a family, like you said, um, you know, even before I even got here, um, people were calling from the team, front office, um, not even just asking how I was doing for the day, but, yo, how's your wife doing? Yo, yeah. What's your mom and dad doing? Um, like, just really want to know about you and make you feel like you're a part of their family. Um, always inviting each other, whether it's going to eat, hanging out. Um, so it's definitely been like a warm welcoming. I guess the other, uh, I guess, major figure in your life, Jordan has been a certain Floyd Mayweather. Um, I know you've talked about him and, and some of what he's done for your career, both professionally and personally. Can you touch on, on sort of your relationship with Floyd and I guess what sort of impact he's had on your, I guess your basketball life, but also you as a person in terms of uh, your off-field uh, life as well? Yeah, um, you know, he's a huge influence in my life. Um, you know, uh, he's put me in... Um, opportunities to be seen by the people I need to be seen to get to the next level. Um, and just basketball wise, just the mental aspect aspect of it, you know, like always staying focused, keep working, always working hard. Um, and, you know, you see what he's done and how he's got to where he's gotten to. Like, so he's not just saying it to say, but he actually yeah. lives by it. Um, and then off the, um, off the court, just, um, you know, caring about me and my family and about what's best for them. It's always talks about, yo, you got to do what's best for you. You got to do what's best for your family. Um, and at the same time, they're enjoying life and taking day by day and just enjoying the moments. So. Yeah, nice. And in saying that, what's for you kind of um, the next steps here? What's your kind of future goals then in the, in the, in the interim and in the short term kind of here, what are you looking forward to? What's your, what's your kind of plan here? Um, short term goal, I think it's just um, just keep establishing myself in, in the NBL and uh, for an individual goal. And at the end of the day, I want to win. Um, yeah. Be nice to win a championship here in Tassie and for the yeah. people in Tassie. Um, I think that would be the short term goal. And long term goal is just continue to play as much as possible as long as the body yeah. lets me and, um, <laughs> you know, keep uh, spreading my faith through basketball. Um, and that's about it. Would you love to stay at the Jack Jumpers potentially uh, after this season as well, Jordan, depending on how the season goes? Yeah, depending on how the season goes. Um, you know, it has to make sense on both sides. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, but I'm happy. And, you know, it's still early in the season. A lot can change throughout the season. So just trying to take it day by day and getting better each day and enjoying it. Well, Jordan, it's been a, a fascinating conversation with you and you've certainly had a uh, a well-traveled basketball career up to this point, and we obviously hope you do uh, really well this season in the NBL. It's been great watching you, and hope you and the Jack Jumpers have a 
a fantastic year. And who knows, maybe a championship at the end. Before we let you go, Jordan, as always, we end with five quick questions with our guests. Just simple questions. Um, You happy to answer them? Yeah, no problem. Let's go, mate. I think John, I'll ask the first one for you. Simple one for you. Who is going to win the NBA championship this year? Season is starting this week. Who's going to be your favorite to take it out? Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say maybe Golden State. Oh, okay. um, Or maybe the Celtics. Okay. Oh, the Celtics. Okay, yeah, yeah no. Certainly. Through Holiday Edition. I like that. I like that. Yeah. That was yeah. That's a key yeah. piece. He's the more... Yeah. I think he's the... The key foundation for them. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly going to be a fascinating season. Number two, Jordan. Favorite thing about Hobart? Favorite thing about Hobart. What do you enjoy? Probably so? the probably the water. Yeah. 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 I go down to the to Sandy Bay every day. Oh, yeah, the water has been it's been perfect. Yeah. Relaxing. Like an ice bath. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, beautiful part of the world. All right, I'll give you another one that might sound easy, but not so easy to answer. For you, who's your goat, LeBron or Jordan? Jordan. Oh, oh love that. Didn't even love think that. about it. Love that. Not, yeah, no, it's not even a comparison. <laughs> Number four, what's been the most surprising aspect of the NBL so far for you, Jordan? Maybe something you didn't expect uh, when you first came here. Um, probably all like the, the media and like promotion stuff, like promos and clinics that we do, whether it's like going to school visits or it's always something with the media you have to do. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I knew it it was pretty heavy, but it's a lot. And then lastly, what's the biggest thing that you miss about America? It could be something as simple as food, the travel, this, that. What's the one thing that you miss most from America? Um, outside of like family, yeah. Um, probably Chick Fil A. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, no In and Out Burger or anything like that. It's Chick Fil A for you. And and Out is good too. Yeah, okay. The fries they need to step up the fry game though. Yeah, yeah. It's contra- controversial. The fries, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, Jordan, we'll try and get some Chick Fil A down <laughs> under for you, so you can have a bit of home. You know, we'll try. I have to try and organize something out to get it here for you. <laughs> Chick-fil-A or, or some Chipotle. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan Crawford, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you for sharing some of your journey. Um, and we wish you and the Jack Jumpers all the success this year. As I said, it's been great watching you so far. Um, and hopefully, maybe we'll be seeing you lifting a championship at the end of the season. But uh, all the best for the season ahead. And, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, appreciate it. And hopefully I can uh, see you at the winery soon. <laughs> uh, always, Jordan. Always up for good wine. Ha, ha, ha.